You're listening to Our Two Cents with the team from SGL Financial, building wealth for life. Steve Lewitt is the president of SGL Financial, and Gabriel Lewitt is the CEO. They're here to discuss all the latest in financial news, trends, strategies, and more. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Our Two Cents. This is your co-host, Gabriel Lewitt. With your other co-host, Stephen Lewitt, say, is, good, say hello. Hello, it is I. Happy morning to you, well, or afternoon, or evening, whenever you are listening listen, to the take show. me out to the ball game. Oh, take you're singing for me us. me out to the crowd. Buy me some, some pe- peanuts, peanuts and, and Apple Jacks? Hey, Apple Jacks. Cracker hey. Jacks. Yeah. <laughs> only, I was thinking uh, of the cereal. Only, ki- only I didn't somebody have, with three kids you know, would know Apple well, Jacks. I didn't have <laughs> breakfast this morning either, so maybe yeah, it's Freudian so, slip there off my so mind. So listen, folks, it's baseball season. It is, and if you've been following the news, the it sounds like the MLB has worked out their disputes. I don't know all the specific details other than there were disputes and delays to spring training which I believe have, according to producer Katie, so if I'm wrong, it's because of her. <laughs> she's laughing. She won't, put on, <laughs> she won't put on the headphones to defend herself. Uh, so, so, yeah, so apparently they've uh, solved that, and spring training is scheduled to start again soon. Tomorrow, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. And uh, I don't normally watch spring training or preseasons of, of any kind, but it is, you know, spring feeling out there, and uh, baseball is in the air. And spring is in the air, and we thought we would do some baseball-themed uh, show topics here today. And, of course, we'll relate that back to your retirement and financial planning in a second. Yeah, just not to forget. But that's why Steve was serenading you with Take uh, Me Out to the Ball Game wasn't this morning. wasn't much of a serenade, a little <laughs> bit off pitch for the morning. <laughs> uh, well, I would be far, far worse if it was oh, me singing. No, I can assure no. everybody listening you don't want to hear this yeah. This. I, I like you. Got a good nice. No, voice. not a, not a not you, a singing voice. Well, if you have a good speaking voice, you have a good singing voice. That's uh, the way it works. I don't think so. Not for, right. not for me. All right, next time he sings, folks. All right, but we've got a good show lined up for you. Again, hopefully you're doing great out there uh, amidst all the turmoil that still is in the world. Hope things are well for you and your families. But uh, we're going to go ahead and start off our show here. We're going to talk a little bit about what does baseball have to do with financial planning? What kind of lessons? can we learn and take away from baseball surprisingly a lot even if you're not a sports fan or a baseball fan i think you'll be able to pick up on some of the uh the stories here that we're going to share and then we're going to talk about some listener questions here we've got a few that have trickled in that we're going to cover and then we mentioned it on the last show we only had a chance to do one getting to know steve or gabe Mm-mm. and so we've got a few additional fun <laughs> get to no. know us items no not today again yeah, yeah. they okay. don't want to know that much about us gabriel well it's not that much it's like two minutes worth each month yeah but little by little i'm revealing more <laughs> of myself and, and i'm a very private person well too bad man too bad man you I'm, gotta get it's all for the good of the show last week you aged me well you, you <laughs> I even you prefaced, emotionally said no, you made me feel you made me feel bad because you answered it in a way that made me feel bad. Well, you ate, you asked me how old I not oh, how old I am, gosh. but when you look in the mirror, what do you I see? Didn't, I actually yeah. didn't ask that. You you that's what you said. That's what made me feel My guilty. God. All right, on to the show. Set me back for three weeks. Oh goodness. Okay, so how to how to plan your retirement like it's a game of baseball? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that's our topic for today, baseball principles, baseball <laughs> analogies, 
Uh, you'll uh, you'll never look at baseball the same way again the next time you go to the to the game to the oh, ball yeah, game. Oh yes, they will. But, <laughs> but you get the point, folks. All right. So so yeah. So grab your uh, your uh, your sodas, your hot dogs, your cracker jacks. All right, Gabriel. And let's dive on in. Enough. Okay. So first thing when you when you go to create a uh, play a baseball game, what does the manager do before the game, Dad? He he writes out the score the uh, batting order. Yeah, he creates a, a batting order. He creates a, a game plan. A game plan. Yep. yep. Uh, they assess the uh, the opposition force, the opposition uh, team in detail. In detail, right? Their strengths and their weaknesses. Uh, what risks are they going to face uh, playing the other team on the other side of the ball, uh, other side of the field? So, so yeah, that's the uh, first step, right? You know, as you as we always say, we're not going to harp too much on this. When you go to create your retirement. A game plan, it's just like in baseball, you have a game plan, right? Very few professional managers, the best in the in the league, in the world, would go into a game against their opponent without some form of game plan in place. Yeah, and the thing is, Gabriel, is when it comes to retirement planning, everybody has a game plan. Some of them are, are uh, you know, well, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. You know, well, there, there's that picture that's uh, firing 102 fastball. We'll figure it out on the fly. Well, what I was saying is that you shouldn't do that. Way. Right, but oh. I'm saying that you, it, that's a plan. It, sort Well, sort of, if you're calling a lack of a plan a plan. It's a bad plan. I'm, <laughs> saying, I'm saying everyone's got a plan. It's either a bad one or a good one. I do Wing, have, Winging I do. it is a plan. What I'm suggesting is people say, well, I don't have a plan. The fact is, if you're winging it, that is what you plan to do. I'm going. It's to what wing you it. plan to do. I'll agree with that, but yeah. I wouldn't agree that it's a plan. Okay. Okay. Winging it is the opposite of a plan. I think everybody understands what I'm saying. Mayhaps. 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 <laughs> May, mayhaps. I right. don't know. Right. All right. Well. Okay. So now let's say you're setting up your lineup. Yes. Right. One of the things you're planning for. Now I'm getting more <clears throat> granular. Okay. Do yeah. you stack your lineup with all home run hitters? Okay, meaning when they when those batters, so different batters have different strengths, and the part of the manager's job is to set his lineup for the game. And the first question is, should you stack your? Would you rather stack your lineup with option A, folks, all home run hitters? You know, they step up there. They either have a a home run or they strike out. Mm-hmm. They rarely get on base, other than a home run or striking out, for our examples here. Or would you rather have a lineup full of guys that have a very high on-base percentage? Maybe mm-hmm. don't hit a ton of home runs, mm-hmm. but they consistently get on base over and over and over and over again. Well, which, if it, in theory, if you had to choose between those two options, folks listening, which would you pick? Well, if I want to get a um, high, excitement high, I'll make a lineup of uh, home run hitters. Uh-huh. But if I want to win games... I'm going to have small ball ballers. Yeah. So, so the set, to your point, that's called small ball. When you go for the opposite of big home run hitters all the time, and in mm-hmm. lieu of high on base percentage, yeah, it's called small ball. So, to your point, right? It's is very exciting if you hit lots of home runs. It's a, it's but what's a, on the other side of uh, if they don't hit the home run? What happens? Zero. <laughs> they all strike they, out. They all strike out. And right? It's like this. At, eventually, that gets. You know, when I watch a team that's got all, and they're either hitting the, either home runs or striking out, it's like it gets boring after a while. Well, yeah, you know, you you get either you know two or three, or maybe if you're lucky, four or five home runs in a game, and then all the rest are strikeouts. Very few people on base, 
And what ends up happening, if you pit those two teams together against each other, more often than not, unless the uh, home run hitting lineup, it gets very lucky. So it's a high risk, high reward activity, right, mm-hmm. for the home run hitting, hitting lineup. The other team, on the other hand, is, will win more games very consistently because they're getting on base, they're moving from first to second to third to home over and over and over again with far greater consistency and a lot less strikeouts. But they're so boring. <laughs> so I'm well, serious. people yeah. tend to be excited by the what? Oh, by the they're, by the home by runs. The flashy silver, you know, big moments. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So okay. Enough baseball there. How does that compare to well, which is investing in financial planning? Well, people only talk to you about their home runs. You know, people that manage their own portfolios, when they come into our office, Gabriel, they're always saying, well, I bought Apple, and I bought this, and I bought, and they're telling me about their home runs. I never hear about the strikeouts. Well, and to elaborate on that, I, I think the, the, the comparison would be if you have things that can hit home runs, like individual stocks— what can they also do? Strike out. They can strike out. Yep. Uh, the opposite approach is to build a investment small ball lineup, okay, of many different asset classes that will get on base more consistently. You may not have as many home runs. You may not have as many strikeouts. You're going to have a more balanced, consistent approach to your returns. And guess which one typically comes out ahead? Well, not typically, most most of the time. Mm-hmm. So so it's like having a lineup that can hit any pitcher. Look, if you think of pitchers like hurdles you have to face, like COVID or a war like it's happening in Ukraine, or like uh, the financial crisis in 2008 or the tech bubble, these are different pitchers throwing stuff at you in retirement or when you're planning for retirement. Mm-hmm. So a pitcher, one pitcher's got a great curveball. Well, I need people in my lineup that can hit curveballs. Well, there's literally a phrase in in the world called when life throws you a curveball. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but then another pitcher. You're not expecting it. It's coming it's, left to right. You, right. You're not sure how to hit it. But some hitters can hit curveballs, mm-hmm. and other hitters are fastball hitters. So in a good portfolio, you have all those hitters in there because you never know what pitcher is going to come in. Correct. Yeah. So so that folks, was good. I like that. That was that was nice. It was well, pretty good. Well wasn't? done. Yeah. Thanks. So folks, that's the first baseball analogy we're going to use here. Is 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 as exciting as home runs are. Remember that home runs, at both in investing and baseball, come with many more strikeouts. And when you're in retirement, when you're in the the end of the game, okay, and you're you need to win. Could you put that differently? The end towards of the, the end of the game. Sorry, the yeah. the seventh sounds like sixth everybody's going to kick the bucket sorry. tomorrow, uh, sixth, folks. When you're near the, the end sixth of in, your the game. sixth inning, <laughs> you're okay. in the sixth inning, latter right? stages of the game. Yeah, yeah, you got the sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth, and maybe even extra innings. Right <laughs> to Thank go. goodness, yes. Uh, <laughs> we'll be much more positive there, right? Yeah, towards <laughs> it's the second half of the game. Okay, when you're in the second half of the game, you you it's it's important to win. You don't have as many innings left to score your runs. Well, you might get all strikeouts the last right. three innings Correct. when you got to score runs. Correct. Okay, or, or protect a lead, or yeah. you know, it's not the time. Yeah, you don't want your retirement to be you're losing the game, then you hit the miracle home run to somehow come back and win it. Because more often than not, <laughs> that doesn't work. Yeah, you want to be winning consistently all game long. Yeah, when it okay. comes to money, you don't believe in miracles. Yeah, you don't want to hope for miracles with your money. Yeah. Okay, our second analogy comes from, if you haven't seen it, it's actually a very good baseball movie with old Brad Pitt. 
and called Moneyball. Oh, he's a, a great movie. He's a good actor, by the how way. Many, how many Academy – that got like a dozen Academy Awards, didn't it? I don't, I don't remember offhand. I, I think Jonah Hill in it, too, which was interesting. Yeah. D- different role for him, usually a goofball. He kind of plays this nerdy number cruncher in the, in the show. But a very good movie. And, and the, the point of the movie is there's an approach to building your team that's called Moneyball – which is you, you don't go out there and you get the, the, the highest profile, you know, free agent targets that look really splashy. You focus on data, research, analytics, and consistency of, you know, on-base percentages, as we were just talking about. And the idea is many of those players are actually even less expensive than the big splashy players, right? They're really pretty uh, looking, uh, you know, acquisitions that everybody loves. Because the data fits better. Right, because the data fits better. And the, the whole point of this movie is this club has this abysmally low budget, and they are managed, despite all, you know, odds, to get I don't think they won, but I think they get into the, the playoffs, mm. and they have this terrific season, all while having basically like the league's lowest budget. Yeah, so decisions. So, so if you're going to walk a batter, for example, let's say you're going to walk the opposition, that decision is made on the probability of history of whether that's a good move or a bad move. So every move on the field is evaluated statistically mm-hmm. to see what happened in the past, and they're always going on statistics. Yeah, so there's a few, a few takeaways from this. One is when you build your retirement and financial plan uh, – Similarly, you know, don't look at the flashy brochures and the really fancy marketing language and, you know, the the big awards. You know, focus on a a real custom-tailored, data-driven approach to your planning that doesn't count on home runs and big strikeouts and but focuses more on high on-base percentages and and real things that contribute to your wins uh, very consistently in and out. Yeah, it's like some like I had a client come in uh, the other day and said, "Should I buy this hedge fund?" And I and I said, "Well, it sounds very attractive, doesn't it? But let's <laughs> look at the data about hedge funds." Yeah, yeah no, you, I think that's a great example. You can win big and you can mm-hmm. lose all your money. So and they make that, it sound like you know it's risk free. And I had a client the other day uh, gave me a website, and it was from a uh, basically a, a private placement. It was an unregistered security claiming that there was no risk to the money and she would get a consistent, you know, 5% or 6% APR yield every year with no risk. You know how many Ponzi schemes <laughs> had that I was same like, okay, MO, right? The, the very fact that it's an unregulated private placement there is you go. <laughs> very, very risky, okay? So, yeah, yeah you always want to take a look at behind that in the data, the numbers, you know, the tried and true proven approaches, and you're going to come out further ahead. You okay. know, here's the problem, Gabriel, is that we human beings tend, most of us, tend to be very emotional. Yeah. You know, so we when, when we have clients, you know, most of, most of them are emotionally based, not statistically based. You know, we get an engineer or something, that they're statistically based. But the emotions drive these decisions rather than the data and that's exactly what moneyball says don't do yeah well and and one last baseball analogy this will be our third one and we'll summarize and and chat about uh, some listener questions just a moment our our third is when you're when you're looking at a player uh to either draft or to take in free agency or to build your lineup uh, every player has their strengths and weaknesses okay so in baseball 
It's basically uh, it's running speed. If we le- if we look at some different analyses here of skill sets, you got running speed, you have arm strength, you have hitting for on base percentage, you have hitting for power and home runs, and then you have fielding ability. Now, if you were to ask somebody which of those would you like, wouldn't the answer be all of them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want the player that has the fastest speed, the biggest arm strength, always gets on base, hits the home runs, and can catch every ball that comes their way. That's my guy. <laughs> Sounds like a pretty good player. I like him or right? her, yeah. Well, it, it reminds me when we talk to folks about their investments, I ask them, I say, we actually, this, this will, you'll see the connection here, I say we have five core financial priorities that you can uh, aim for when you're building or choosing an investment option. Okay, you've got income, you've got preservation, you've got growth, you've got liquidity, and you've got legacy planning. Okay, you have to, you can't have all five of those. Taxes. Or it could be taxes. Well, now you're messing with my five and I five know. analogy. I, 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 I'm trying to help hey, you here. hey. I'm, I'm just trying to help a little bit by just saying you're... You know. But the, I guess <laughs> the idea is that you can't have five, right? All of those at the same time. You can't have the most income with the most preservation, right. with right. the most growth, with Impossible. the best tax efficiency, In, impossible. and the most liquidity, and perfect for legacy planning. Yeah, like the fast guy usually doesn't hit a lot of home runs. Right. See, yeah. you know, So you might be able to pick one or two of these or even two or three. You know, and as you start to think about your investments, it's really important to start to identify investment by investment. What is my core priority for this? So as in baseball, managers look at players and they say, okay, I want this guy to be my my power hitter and my, you know, my home run guy, right? I want this guy to be my fielding guy with really great arm strength. Mm-hmm. I want this guy to be my on-base percentage and my base stealer. You're getting to a diversified portfolio. You're building a lineup well, no, what I was saying is every, uh, what I'm getting to is every investment that you pick oh, has, has a, a purpose, purpose. and yep. a priority yep. that you need to fine tune and optimize inside your game plan. That's correct. And so for our clients in investing, it's okay, what's my top priority in, in retirement? It's t- typically income and preservation. Exactly. Okay, for most, mm-hmm. not always. The second priority might be I want some growth with liquidity. Taxes. Okay, my third priority might. <laughs> Might be taxes and you know taxes and uh, liquidity, right? So everyone has some unique differences, right? Yeah. And the goal is to fine tune you know your own unique custom lineup based on the the priorities that are most important for your specific plan. I think that's great. Can I beat this up a little bit more? One more minute. One more minute. One more on this. Sorry, folks, but I, I love this baseball analogy. There's one more thing we haven't talked about, is that when you bring a player on board. You've got to think about how does that player fit in the locker room? Is he going to or is he going to upset the locker room? Is he going to be a pain in the neck? Is he going to make everybody angry? Is he going to bring people together? And it's the same way in a financial plan. If you bring something into your financial plan, like I want to buy this particular mutual fund or like we were talking about a hedge fund or I got a call yesterday, how much gold should I buy? You know, hmm. How does that fit into the plan and does it upset the plan? Very good. Yeah, yeah, we we could probably spend an hour, I feel yeah. like, uh, using baseball analogies here, and that would be both fun but probably get get old a little. I after. think it's old now. So <laughs> well, good news yeah. is that was all we wanted to cover, folks. Uh, so, yeah, think about that. The next time you're watching some baseball, the Cubs or the White Sox, whatever your team is, 
the uh, spring training season's right around the corner. Uh, summer's almost on the horizon, so some good times coming up. Now, folks, if you have questions about your, I guess, baseball or your financial plan or both, <laughs> I may not be able to help you on the baseball side, but on the financial plan side, certainly. But give us a call, 847-499-3330, or go to sglfinancial.com, click Contact Us, and schedule a meeting or phone call. Okay, so we've got a listener question, and we wanted to talk about that here. And first and foremost, let me get to it because I've got it written down here. George. George wrote in and he said, uh, Gabe, Steve, I've got all my money in uh, IRAs and 401ks, all tax-deferred de- uh, tax IRAs and 401ks. Uh, should I move some of it somewhere else to be more diversified? Ooh, diversified. Um Diversified, I imagine he means out of the IRA. Well, George, that's a good question. You know, I don't know. Because diversified usually means... Or Steve, I should say. That's a good then, question for yeah. George. <laughs> yeah, for George. So, George, I'm going to assume that you mean uh, into different uh, types of accounts, like into a Roth or that's into life insurance. That's how I took it as well, but... You know, diversified could usually be two. means... Could be both. You know, inside the portfolio. But let's go with the different asset classes or where should I move my portfolio? Mm-hmm. So think of it this way, George. What, should you make a move? You're sitting on the railroad tracks and there's a train coming down at you at about a thousand miles an hour. Would you move off the track? And of course you would. And in my mind, that's what holding a lot of qualified money. Qualified money is 401ks, IRAs, 403bs, 457s, and so on. Uh, that is a tax train coming down the road, and sooner or later, I think not tomorrow, but certainly 2025 taxes go up, and who knows thereafter. But if you look down the road 10 or 15 years from now, there is a freight train coming, and we are all, all of us that hold funds, retirement funds in tax deferred accounts, are just waiting for that train to hit. Right. So, should you move? Absolutely. Well, if you're sitting on if, on the tracks waiting for the tax train <laughs> to come your way, yeah, it's good to move off those tracks for sure. And how do you do that? You know, George, there's a lot of ways. The most common, and we've talked about this on a few other episodes, so if you want us to find the podcast and send it to you, we certainly could. But Roth conversions, both bigger, smaller, systematic, is a great opportunity here. So basically you assess you know, can you get money off the um, the tax railroad <laughs> out of the way of the tax train uh, at lower brackets than you could uh, later on, you know, at higher brackets, right? So if you just sit and wait and do nothing, you might be hit with higher tax rates. You can start to peel off parts of your funds today out of the IRA 401k at lower tax brackets. That's going to create more efficiency. And that's, a, that's not an easy decision. A lot of people say, well, I did a Roth conversion. I just filled up my tax bracket. And congratulations on doing that. But that's kind of a simplistic approach, which is why, Gabriel, we have software that gives us a hundred, literally a hundred different ways of doing Roth conversions. For, and then we can pick the best that fits for a client. Yeah. Now, George, if, on the other hand, you were asking about other types of diversification. Well, the question would be, uh, what are you in today? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the first question. But uh, most likely the answer would be yes. It's important to be very diversified, both in tax types but also in asset classes. And so certainly uh, if you feel like you're under-diversified, that's where you want to take a deeper dive into your portfolio, assess what asset classes you're in as a starting point, 
and then we can get together and see. There's so many ways you could be diversified, so it'd be hard to give a one-size-fits-all answer here, but we'd want to see where that fits into your plan. Yeah, I just want to say, Gabriel, on the diversification front, that most people say to me, and I'm sure they say it to you, uh, oh, I have a diversified portfolio. And then we look at the portfolio, and maybe they have six or seven different mutual funds. Like someone came in uh, maybe two or three weeks ago and said, oh, I have a diversified portfolio. All my money's at Vanguard, and I got six mutual funds. Well, that is kind of diversified. We think a diversification— Well, that's what we call lightly. Lightly diversified, yeah. yeah. So, you know, in our view, you to really diversify a portfolio, you have to use 22 22 different asset classes. Yeah. So that's a highly diversified portfolio. And the data, Moneyball, the data shows that the more diversified your portfolio over time. Better your on-base percentage. Better your (laughs) on-base percentage. (laughs) Better results. Higher probability of winning. Yeah, correct. You see how I tied that in? Perfect. I know. (laughs) So, George, if we can uh, elaborate further on that, just let us know. And we've got one other question here from Karen. Karen says that I'm looking for safe money options, but I don't know where to turn. I've looked at bonds, annuities, cash. Uh, Everywhere I turn with my safe options, I can't seem to find. Everything's got pros and cons. I don't know which one to pick. Mm. Yeah. First of all, I'm sorry. I didn't catch her name. Karen. 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 Yeah. Karen, first of all, it's good that you recognize that everything has its pros and cons because everything does. There's no perfect vehicle out there on the safe side or the risk side. So it's good that you're seeing that. Now, if the problem is, is how do you choose one? Mm -hmm. Right. I think that's where you're stuck. You're saying, look, they all have their pros and cons. This one sounds good, but then I got to deal with this or you go to five different people or five different seminars, uh, and everybody's got a different piece of advice for you. Mm-hmm. Right, Gabriel? Yep. And then in our business, you know, who do you trust yeah. to, to be? So um, it sounds like you don't have an advisor. I would, uh, I, I think to help you, there are only certain options you have on the safe money side. I mean, you have CDs, you have money market, you have CDs. You have uh, MIGAs, which are multi-year guaranteed annuities, which are like guaranteed interest, like a CD. You have annuities, and then and you have life insurance, uh, index universal life insurance. So yeah. those are your options. There are no other options. So, Karen, I think there's a – I don't know who, who came up with it or if I'm even saying it 100% the right way, but when faced with a number of choices, all of that which have downsides that you dislike – I think the general rule of thumb is, you know, choose the downside that you dislike least. Oh, that, that's the old, <laughs> well, or you could look at it, that's Ben Franklin. You put the pros and cons on a page next to each other, and if the pros outweigh the cons, you do it, and if the cons outweigh the pros, you don't do it. Well, and I'm just even simplifying that further, just saying, if what's what do you dislike the least, right? So the downside of cash is that you're earning nothing, okay? The downside of bonds is that they have very low return projections right now, and they're actually losing money at the moment. They are. Okay, the downside of annuities is you've got some liquidity restrictions. Sort of. Two years, three years, depending. Yep. Um, Downsides of a liquid life insurance policy that's fully liquid at any point in time and acts as a cash alternative is you have to get underwriting for it. You should say that again. Liquid life insurance? Yeah, that's a new concept. Yeah, it's a new one that's out there, but it's basically a safe money alternative. It's like cash alternative. It's 
uh, basically a index-based product that uh, you earn interest over the course of a year based on an index. Cannot lose money. Can't lose money, but you have to get underwriting to qualify for it. But if you qualify, the money it's is 100% liquid from and, day one. And safe. And, and uh, safe. principles protected, right? So you've, you've got all these different choices. You've got you know, tips. You know, tips are limited in how much money you can put in and when you can get the money back out. So you've got to go through those and, and ask yourself, okay, what's, what's, what am I trying to do here? What's important to me? <laughs> and what do I like, Lee? If, if the goal is I want to make more money and, and you really you know, don't you know, want to just earn 0% on your money, you're, you're going to have to accept one of the other drawbacks of one of the other types of products. It's like okay. getting married. <laughs> so <laughs> you gotta, That you, was a big leap, wasn't I, it? I, I'm not going there. You're not going to go there, no, right? I'm not. All right. But it's true. It's so, true. Karen, if we can help you with that, we can navigate those through with you, give you some uh, pros and cons, give you our take, and see what fits inside your plan. I mean, no partner is perfect. Let's not go there. Okay. Let's not go there. All right. Okay. One final thing we mentioned we get to for those of you uh, still interested here in, the, in one more getting to know you for Steve and Gabe. We had a uh, only time to do one last time, so we do one more today. And this is going to be what's the silliest way that you've been injured? Oh, my gosh. Who thinks of these things? Uh, I found. Do you, a, thi- do you think of these no, things yourself? No, we went online. I think Katie and I, I can't remember when, we got a whole long list of these, and now we just randomly pick them. Uh, now, now I have to go. I, I don't know the silliest time I've been injured. Well, my injuries are serious. <laughs> One of them's got to be semi-funny or silly. Uh, well, probably the... Or d- silly, dumb, or funny? The most embarrassing was... There, perfect. The most embarrassing... <laughs> So I'm in a tennis <coughs> match, you know, a professional tennis player in a tennis mm-hmm. match, and the people in the stands, not a lot, but there were people in the stands, and, you know, we're both, I'm sweating and everything. I run in for, the guy does a, uh, dunks it over the net, you know, and I'm running full speed, and it was very fast, and I hit the ball, and then I hit the net, and then I tumble over the net, <laughs> <laughs> and really hurt my shoulder doing that, and it was a little bit embarrassing, uh, yeah. tumbling over the net. I think I've seen that before. That's a thing, right? Yeah. Well, not that often. <laughs> nah. Well, that's... Hit, hitting uh, the net is one thing. Yeah. Tumbling over is like, um, excuse me, yes, I'm on the wrong side of the court. <laughs> Just switch with the other player. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you take mine, <laughs> yeah. I'll take yours. Well, he was beating me, so I would have liked to have taken this <laughs> yeah. side. Uh, well, that's... Yeah, that's... I'm good, glad you didn't get hurt there, though. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Okay, um, the first, I don't know, you know, uh, the first thing that came to mind is I was, my kids were like two or three years old and I was rushing to take them to daycare. It was winter time and, you know, I have my dress shoes on for work and a suit on because I'm running late and rushing around and it was kind of snowy, icy on and I I always know when I put those on I got to be careful, Mm -hmm. right, (laughs) with, you know, so I get my, my, one of my kids buckled in, I'm, I'm trying to walk around to the other, behind the other car to the other side, and I just and I'm and I know I should be careful, but I was rushing, mm. and I just my Whoops. foot just whoosh, whoosh, right out from under me. Yeah, fell down, ripped ripped a giant hole in my knee mm. of my pantsuit. Oh, God. okay, expensive. Uh, now there's two issues here. One, I I had to go change, and I was already running very late, <laughs> so that was right. very frustrating. Right. I was super embarrassed. I'm looking around, and anybody see me like just wipe out here and the second is then i had a suit top right and coat with no matching pants mm. 
Right. And the suit is worthless at that point. Definitely. And it was just really frustrating. Definitely. So I don't know if that's funny or dumb or silly, or, but it, it's the first one that came to my mind. I just... Uh, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was trying to I think of something with ki- my kids, uh, with you, actually, uh, and I couldn't come up with... Uh, because I think we left you somewhere. <laughs> Yo, but that's not, that's that's not, not an, injury. an injury. You did leave me somewhere. Maybe I that's injured, a story for a different day. Maybe I injured your feelings or... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess one, ones with my kids. I mean, some my son has his penchant for charging at me for a hug, you know, like full Mach nine speed. Oh, I love it! And then his head hits me like straight in my nose. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ow, dude! Yeah. You gotta be careful there. So yeah. So, anyways, uh, little stories there, folks. Uh, hope hope that was a little bit fun for you there. <laughs> hearing about us old us old uh, SGL folks getting injured over here. But anyways. What uh, what's next? I guess I guess that's our show for today, right? I think uh, that's it, folks. Ukraine is uh, you know still a black cloud on the map. A uh, little bit of hope. Then there, you know, what a lot of people are trying to figure out is how to get Putin out of this because he put himself in a corner, and uh, so there's a little bit of hope there. Market's up a little bit. Uh, we'll see. Well, down more than up, unfortunately. But we yeah. might talk a little bit about that on our next show and give you some uh, tips and thoughts there on how to approach. Uh, in the meantime, if you have questions, give us a call. We're here to help, 847-499-3330, or go to sglfinancial.com and click Contact Us. Otherwise, have a wonderful rest of your day, night, evening, afternoon, morning, whatever time it is by you, and we will see you on the next show. Stay well, everybody. I hear the sound of bats hitting balls in the background. There you go. All right. Have a good one. We'll talk to you then. See you all. Thanks for listening to Our Two Cents with Steve and Gabriel Lewitt. For any questions about your finances, give SGL a call at 847-499-3330 or visit us on the web at sglfinancial.com. And be sure to subscribe to join us on next week's episode. Investment advisory services are offered through SGL Financial LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance and other financial products are offered separately through individually licensed and appointed agents.